Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. So in episode 14, I interview my buddy John at Deadstock Redrop. Now, if you're not following him on Instagram, I suggest you do. Over the next 100 days, he's going to do 100 Days of Dead. So he'll show off one of his Grateful Dead t-shirts in his collection every day for the next 100 days. So John and I sat down. We talked a lot about how he got started in the vintage industry. We talk a lot about the Grateful Dead and the history behind it. And he shows off some of his top Grateful Dead collection. I think he brought 10 shirts to show, and they are absolutely mind-blowing. So you definitely want to watch this one on YouTube. So grab your drinks, sit back, and enjoy episode number 14 with my buddy John at Deadstock Redrop. Stephen would answer if it only knew how. What's up, everybody? I'm with John of Deadstock Redrop. Uh, John, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming by. We're just going to talk a little bit uh, about uh, his Grateful Dead collection. Obviously, you can see it in the back. We're going to kind of get an idea about how John got started in vintage. And um, I don't know. We'll see where else it goes. But uh, John, so that, let's start there. What? Uh, talk a little bit about how you got started in vintage and um, and all that. I would say uh, we can't start without uh, mentioning like eBay and the role it kind of had. Um, so I got my, my eBay account in 2012 after I went on like an eighth grade trip to Washington DC and I found this basketball card that was like, cause I used to always collect basketball cards and baseball and football uh, as a kid. And I found this Blake Griffin card and it was a rookie card and it was numbered like one of 50 or one of 25. I was like, this is definitely worth some money. And I was looking up comps on eBay and it was selling for like 100 or 50 or 80 or whatever. And so I was like, well, I'm going to give this a shot. And I'm going to list it as like a, uh, an auction for 99 cents. And it ended up selling for like 60 or so bucks. Um, and I was like, you know, that was pretty cool that I just sold something on eBay and I'm like 14. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's legal to do, but <laughs> that's what I was doing. And then uh, from there, I started buying off like DHgate or AliExpress at the time, buying jerseys or like random stuff like that and selling it on eBay, which I don't know. It's definitely not legal either, but uh, it just, I don't know. I was, I was, I've always kind of liked making like a buck that way, like making kind of like that quick money was always cool to me as a kid because I didn't really like, I mean, I worked on a farm every summer, but besides that, I didn't have a job like going through high school or anything besides in the summer. So like making that money throughout the school year was kind of cool. And then when I got to college, uh, my first semester, I went to Lindsey Wilson, played football first semester. I was getting like kind of bigger. I, I had gained like 25 pounds my first semester of college and my clothes were starting to not fit. So I was like, well, you know what? I've always like kind of sold stuff on eBay and found like kind of cool stuff. So I like started getting into Starter and like Starter was the first brand I like, vintage brand that I really got into that I was buying like all kinds of starter like jackets and pullovers and shirts and whatever on eBay for pretty cheap and just wearing it um and I was like man this is kind of cool like I really like these old clothes like the designs are so awesome whatever plus like I can get it for really cheap so I uh I started buying and buying and buying and I bought a lot of stuff I would wear it and then when I got I transferred out of Lindsay Wilson went to community college in Hopkinsville where I'm from for a semester 
And uh, while I was there, I lost like 25 pounds. So lost everything I had gained. And then the clothes I had bought, like all the starter stuff, I didn't really fit right. So I kept all of it and I would wear it on occasion. It would look kind of stupid because it's huge on me. And um, when I came to UK, like I still had all that stuff. And in my senior year or junior year, I was a fifth year senior, graduated last December. So I think it was the fall of 2018. So I've been a junior. Um, I had a buddy or senior. I had a buddy, uh, Nick Hostetter, one-on-one mm-hmm. collection that started selling clothes, like vintage clothes. It was like, this idea is really cool. He always liked vintage clothes. I did too. So I had a lot of stuff that I had from Lindsay Wilson. I was like, hey, do you want to sell the stuff for me? Like, and he was like, yeah, sure. I'll give you a cut, whatever. And like, he started doing that. He had his page for like a month or two. And like, he was selling some stuff for me, but I had given him a lot. He hadn't selling that much of it, which I completely understand. Like from looking at it from having yeah. a page, you don't really want to do that for somebody like selling like consignment, I guess. And uh, I was like, so it was me and my roommate at the time. We we're also, my roommate was kind of doing it a little bit too. His name's Parker. And uh, so we were like, we're going to make our own page. And like, I don't, I don't really know why I like just made the jump on one, this, this given day, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And uh, I, so I was listening. I, I'm like, I, I love rap. I love the Grateful Dead. I love rock. But I'm really like, like all music. I was listening to a song called Houdini by Travis Scott and Playboy Cardi. And uh, there's like a lyric in there about, and it, and it drops like dead stock. It says that. And I was like, that's a familiar term. What does that mean? So I looked yeah. it up and it meant like new, never worn, like, you know, like a lot of people refer to shoes as like dead stock shoes, yeah. whatever, but also clothing, like new tags that's no longer in production. Like that's something that's dead stock technically. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I could put that in the name of my account. And then I was just like, you know, if it's dead stock and I'm selling it again, it's kind of like redropping it. You yeah. know, I was like, you know, it's kind of a weird name. A lot of people get it wrong on the first attempt or whatever, especially before I put like the hyphen and all that stuff in it. So like, I love the name. I don't, it has a ring to it, but I kind of don't like the name of the page at the same time. Like I thought about changing it a bunch of times, but I was just like, you know what? I might as well stick with it. It's the first thing I chose. I yeah, think definitely it, it don't sense. change it. Man. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's uh, the name is really cool. And you know, that's, I've thought about that too. I mean, I think so many people start out and just want to get going. Like you said, they kind of take that leap of faith yeah. and just want to, you know, start that page and then they'll put a lot of thought or creativity behind the name. But I think that's kind of cool because you you know you want to you want to keep that name especially once you get that following. Yeah, exactly. You know, I tra- I changed mine just recently to Hex. Uh, it was Hex Vintage Threads, mm-hmm. and I changed it to Hex Lifestyle. And then I was like, eh, no, let's. I'm turning. I'm, ch- I'm changing yeah. it back. Yeah. Because I was like, I like the old one, and that's what people knew it as. Yeah. So, we'll talk a little bit about. It. So, I mean, clearly entrepreneurship is kind of what drives this it sounds like uh, for you especially. yeah and 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 then you know it's funny what position did you play in football I was a lineman so I'm like five nine and a half on a good day and say and I was offensive lineman that's crazy <laughs> you know I don't know well, I don't know how it worked out like I guess I was good enough even though I was small to play yeah, at the next level you were probably quick yeah I'm sure if I was bigger maybe I could have went somewhere else and then I probably yeah. would have never gotten in any of the stuff anyway but yeah, that's just how it's funny. It the starter stuff because it's all made 
to fit boxy like that. yeah anyway, it fit me so, perfect it yeah, was awesome i was like then, man i'm fat like this is fit <laughs> this is fat boy style right here i had swag and, and that's the thing i can't wear the 90s stuff man but a lot of the 90s stuff is so boxy it looks so weird on me yeah um, but i wore it all as a kid so you know and i loved the way it fit then because everything yeah. was baggy and but you know i'm at 41 i'm not gonna roll around with baggy Exactly. If you, can, if you can pull those off at 41, I don't. That's <laughs> yeah, really, really yeah. impressive. I can't pull them off the, the boxy look, and I'm 23. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit about. Uh, so let's go back to the name. You came up with the name. What part of that tied in with kind of your love with the Grateful Dead? Anything? Zero. Zero. Which has been awesome because it's kind of just flow together really well, and like yeah. it makes sense now. Like that's why I can't change the name now. Obviously, I'm not going to because it has that double connotation thing. Like, yeah. I, I think when people see it like dead stock, they think it's something related to Grateful Dead, but it's yeah. not at all. Um, but well, I did. I did. I mean, yeah. that's kind of, I mean, obviously I knew dead stock, but now that you explained it, I've, I've always thought about it, just the combination of Grateful Dead and then the word dead stock. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of having that yeah. correlation. It just it so happened to be that it kind of worked out that way, which is awesome. So what, so talk a little bit about, so you came to UK and then you got into reselling. What was you, now, now let's, I want to back up even more because you talked a lot about, you know, selling baseball cards and, and things like that. That's kind of where I, you know, as a kid, I was always dealing with that. I mean, I was selling baseball cards, you know, to, to friends and trading them and, and things. And I mean, I, I uh, you know jokingly i've always had a, that entrepreneur mindset i was selling pop i would take yeah because you couldn't buy pop unless it was like a break yeah so i would take coolers of pop to school and buy them from dirt cheap and then i'd sell them awesome. um you know and playboys yeah. when i was really young oh, man. so we i'd collect playboys That's or I'd, find, I'd go down there was a place called frankie's grocery down down from my house man and they sold this is dating me but they'd sell playboy <laughs> magazines and they would sell fireworks and they would sell um, cassettes, like boot. You probably don't even remember. They used to have cassettes. They would sell at gas stations. A lot of times they were like, boot, like almost like bootlegs. Yeah. But um, you'd go down there and you'd buy like a Motley Crue cassette, a play, a couple of Playboy magazines. And so I had a guy that would buy them, and then I would have them because you had to be a certain yeah. age to buy them. And then I would resell them awesome. for a lot for a lot of money to these to the, a lot of the kids. So not not proud of that, but that's where I kind of yeah, got no. that that turning something. And you talked a little bit about that. I think it's cool to be able to find something really unique or something cool that either you like or you know that you know has good content for and, and finding it for for you know cheap. Yeah. And then being able to turn around and, and resell that, put it back in circulation for somebody else to enjoy and, you know, obviously make a little bit of money. So what, mm -hmm. so I ask a lot of people this question, are, would you say that you're more of a collector first or a reseller first? I would say first, definitely reseller. I think when I first started, I was like, I was in college, I was working for a moving company every once in a while, but I wasn't really like my schedule in school didn't allow me to work as many hours as I wanted to. So I was like, man, this is a really good way to make like some money on the side and like support myself through school and be all right. And, uh, you know, as it went on, the, you know, the money part was awesome and stuff, but I grew to real, once I started, once I bought my first Grateful Dead shirt, I was like, man, these are really cool. This is something I'm really passionate about. I love the Grateful Dead. Like I just started, I had this love, this love started to like kindle for 
Grateful Dead pieces, and I was just like, man, I just need to buy as many as I can for a good price. So it was all from like, I would say I bought this shirt in June of 2019. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to really like get the confidence to buy something for 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, this is what I got this shirt for 50 bucks. I was like, man, I don't want to spend that much on a t shirt. Like, it's just, I couldn't really convince myself to do so at that point. And then once I did it once, mm-hmm. I mean, from there, it was just, it, it turned me into collector. As soon as like that, that mark hit, I bought this shirt, I started to become a collector. So you collect all the all Grateful Dead stuff and probably re- resell everything else? Uh, for the most part, I, if I find something really cool uh, that like has like kind of relates to me as a good like meaning, like any Kentucky stuff that's really, yeah. really, really cool, I'll keep for myself or like country music tees or other me I like the band and the Almond Brothers. If I've like I've never found those, but if I get those for a good price, I'm gonna lose some of those. Yeah. Unless it's someone offers me something outrageous. And I mean I, I really love like I said, a, di- a lot of different types of music, but I've got a lot of country music, like old country music tees and then old rock tees. And those yeah. are the, those are the stuff I collect. I don't do like the movie promos or any of that, which I think I think that stuff's super cool. It's just like not I'm kind of the same way I mean I um, you know I could try to collect more of the band tees that I had as a child and then usually anything Kentucky related and um, music related I I usually try to hold on to those enjoy them for a little bit and then once I'm tired of them I'll resell them what talk about um, so talk about we'll get into the t-shirts a little bit more but um, you mentioned something about um, uh the grateful dead shirt you have on what so that was the first one you purchased first one ebay auction so happened to win it and i was like sit there for a second i was like ah, 50 bucks for a t-shirt I yeah just, it's hard it was hard to pull the trigger at first and well, i still struggle with that man i mean i because you know you could theoretically get it for cheaper even though you probably won't i like you it could find it in the wild like, but the odds are like are almost not simple. in kentucky Finding something like this, unless you're in Louisville, uh, even then, like, it's going to be really, really, really hard. Like, the only thing that makes Louisville stand out for maybe something like this is, you know, they've got the bins across the river, but also the Grateful Dead did, like, five or six shows in Louisville as compared to one in Lexington in 1978. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of merchandise in circulation at that show that would still be around, but at the the dead shows in Louisville, like they had, the last one I think was in 93, but they had one in the late eighties and maybe 90. I can't remember. So, you know, there's a lot of merchandise that was bought at those shows on the lot or inside like licensed apparel that, you know, dispersed throughout the city in that area. So there's a lot of that definitely still there. And and you'll find where the Grateful Dead had shows, you'll obviously find more shirts like in, in Indianapolis, Deer Creek, was which is now like roof music center or whatever it's changed names like four times they had it like that's a very popular grateful dead venue so they had a ton of shows there very very well known deer creek is and those bins in indy i guess there's two of them they find grateful dead stuff pretty often i see that and compared to like anywhere else around here you'll find it you're much more likely to find it there than anywhere else i would say well you know i you know i've never found a grateful dead t-shirt just actually i've sold most all of my this one i got recently off of well i I guess it got it back in november online Mm -hmm. for for cheap but you know i've never found i don't think i've ever found a grateful dead out 
in the wild. And and now, like you think about when you purchased that shirt in 2019, you got that shirt for, you paid 50, and you thought that was a lot at the time. I mean, the increase of value of that shirt since that that is is crazy. Plus, you're you're not going to get rid of it. You collect it. You're enjoying it. But now it's even going to be even harder, even if they are out there yeah. finding them, because there's so many of us out there going out now and thrifting and looking for things. And, and there are people that don't even resell. There aren't, there are people that don't even, you know, collect that are going out. And if they see a Grateful Dead t-shirt, they're grabbing They're it. like, this is really cool. I'm yeah, they're this. grabbing it. Whereas like, maybe they're not probably, they don't know the promo tees, the movie promo yeah. tees. And the, the ones that blow my mind right now are the, the, like the, just the promo tees in general for like a, a Thornton's or a Snickers or yeah, Pepsi. The snack tees. Yeah. The snack tees. And the, the price of those. <laughs> yeah, just, man. That's very recent. Crazy. Very recent. I mean, Here we go. You can get that stuff for cheap. Oh, you can find it everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've passed on those type of shirts. Exactly. But, you know, it's that nostalgia factor. And it's that's hard for me kind of sometimes to, wrap, to to get into and wrap my head around because I am a little bit older you know, um, wearing a t-shirt from, you know, 2005, uh, you know, yeah. a, a Thornton's Nestle t-shirt. Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, you're like, what? Yeah. It would be something like you, you got that, you were given that shirt because you weren't yeah. there or something. Yeah. Or no, they gave it out. Like you were you like have. the first visitor or something yeah. to a new speedway. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my wife jokes. She's like, I can't believe people are buying those. She was like, I would cut that up into a rag if I had that. <laughs> exactly, and there's probably hundreds, thousands that have been cut in rags. Yeah, oh, Even I'm shirts sure. like this get cut in oh, rags. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so, sure. You mean? So I've got a funny story about a Grateful Dead t-shirt I did find out in the wild. And um trying to remember the date on it, but it was so faded. The front wasn't faded, but the back was. So it had the it had the uh, Grateful Dead head on it, the skeleton head with the, the kind of the uh, – the red perm, you know what I'm talking like about? Like roses, the roses. The roses, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the back, it had the banner. It said Grateful Dead, and it was just faded. But I found it when I was in college, probably back in 99, 98, 99 time frame. So, but it was old then. So it would have probably, I'm guessing, it was probably like an 80s. Yeah, I think I have the shirt you're talking about. Yeah, it was, it's like a Heather Gray. Yeah, exa- I have the exact one. Yeah. I just got it not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. so. It's on a screen um, stack. Yeah. Blue screen stars. So the, the tag was out, but I do remember a single stitch and everything. I can remember everything about this shirt. So I wore it out. I've had a couple of these shirts like that, that um, a lot of my Beastie Boys t-shirts from growing up as a kid. Mm. So I took all this to college and I used to go to Goodwill's in college yeah. and I would find Journey shirts. I mean, you name crazy it. Stuff, all sure. the crazy stuff. Yeah. Of course, the 90s stuff wasn't even thought about. I mean, people yeah, were course. still buying those. At new. New. Yeah. Um, so... But um, but I, I found that Grateful Dead shirt, the only one I've ever found out in the wild, and it went home with somebody one night. Uh, so, you know, I, some chick took it or yeah. somebody, it's gone. That's rough. So, um, That's I, what I'm scared of. Yeah, so I don't uh, – so I, I'm very selective on the T-shirts and stuff because I don't worry about that now. Yeah, but yeah, but back then, you know, it's just like you live in a fraternity house with – 
a bunch try, of other yeah, guys, and it's me, just stuff yeah. just goes missing. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So I lived in a fraternity house for three weeks, and we got kicked off campus. Yeah. But even like I, all my buddies lived there the year before, and so I would always go, and like stuff was getting taken all the time. Like who has this? Oh, he's got your pants, shorts on. He's got my like my shirt on. Like it just happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would be very uh, uh, if I, I can't imagine having that type of collection now and knowing what I know now because then it was just like I wanted it because it was cool and you know I liked having shirts that nobody else had and I'm still that way yeah but but then even more and you know I just didn't think twice about it I mean I just take it off and throw it in you know do this or do that just a t-shirt because I wasn't obviously I collected at the time but I wasn't I wasn't selling anything but now knowing now it's just like the value of those type of things have just gone up significantly. Yeah. You know, the, the 80s t-shirts were always worth quite a bit and popular, 70s and stuff. So it goes in, it obviously goes in trends because I can remember probably late 90s, early 2000s, you know, a lot of those 70s, late 70s t-shirts were just crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, and of course, the internet was just starting to kind of really become extremely popular um, you know, in the late nineties and, and, um, you know, there's still people weren't necessarily buying and selling as much on there, but you know, you have the ability to find stuff, especially once eBay com- came into play. Yeah. But, um, but so talk a little bit about, um, let's get into the, the t-shirts a little bit now. First off, have you, you mentioned the Grateful Dead in 78 here. Have you ever seen the Grateful Dead? I've seen Dead and Company. Dead and Company. So it's not the same. Yeah. People say it's the same or wrong. Obviously, Jerry Garcia done 95. So a lot of the Grateful Dead shirts are Jerry Garcia shirts. Yeah. I, I have one um, that I'll show in a minute. But, uh, yeah, Jerry Garcia died 95. When Jerry Garcia died, they were no longer the Grateful Dead. They canned it then. Um, and then they all went into different offshoots. You know, Phil Lesh, the, the bass player, he had a band. Bob Weir, the uh, rhythm guitarist on the lead singers, he had a band. Yeah. And they also kind of, they kind of toured, kept touring as the same group and added a couple people as, uh, as further a little bit. And, and then that turned into the other ones and then the dead. So there's a lot of different offshoots, which is now with John Mayer and uh, some other people, Dead Company, which yeah. started in 2015, I think. So. Which is amazing because some of those Dead and Company T-shirts are going for crazy yeah, money. They are right too. There. Yeah. Which is, I guess, I guess more of the parking lot tees or. So, There's something. online ceramic ones. Uh, they sell for quite a bit. They retail for quite a bit too, but they're a pretty well known, uh, like lot tee distributor out in LA. Um, they have some really cool designs, stuff that John Mayer wears pretty often, and uh, you you see a lot of like celebrities wearing online ceramic shirts so do you think that that so let's talk a little bit about let's talk about that so the popularity of the grateful dead t-shirts has skyrocketed over probably the last year at least do you what part of that plays into the people who's wearing them like the celebrities and like the musicians and the and a lot of the rappers and stuff like that i mean it plays a huge part even if you see so bouncing off that a little bit, like if you see Travis Scott wearing a Marlboro shirt, I had a, one that he wore not too long ago. Yeah. And like that's a $20, $25 shirt, $30 shirt maybe before he wears it. And after it's a $100 shirt. Oh, yeah. So it plays into that with, with these too. You know, if a lot of celebrities started wearing these, football players, musicians, wherever. You know, Playboy Cardi 
he he wears a lot of it. Quavo, all those guys were wearing it, and then from there, people were like, "Man, the, these are really cool." It just blew up from there, kept going, and hasn't stopped since. I mean, people wear this kind of stuff all the time. Celebrities and yeah, basketball players, whatever. And that, I mean, it's played a huge role into. I, I would say the the reason the value. I mean, obviously they're cool shirts. But the reason the value has gone up so much is because it's become into it's like a popular culture thing now yeah. to kind of wear like a dead shirt. It doesn't even have to be vintage, but it's there's been a huge resurgence of wearing a skeleton like this on your shirt. Oh yeah, which I love. I, I really appreciate it because it's turning new people onto the dead. At the same time, to a lot of people, it's just a logo. They might not even know what the, what the Grateful Dead is. Have never listened to a song, and you know. Uh, I think any publicity in that aspect is good um, because, like I said, it's turning new people into the band. But at the same time, you know, it's a cool shirt. People are going to wear a cool shirt no matter what it has on it. So that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Yeah, the Marlboro Tees, that, that's – I remember that one, seeing that one when you when you found that one. And um, you're right. The Travis Scott and them, they'll wear some one of those Marlboro Tees and it's just it just blows up. Yeah. I've had a couple of them and I've, I've – had a lot of a few of them early on and i just sold them for dirt cheap like the american thunder ones yeah really good examples and kanye wearing those yeah and, yeah and those have dropped significantly the yeah. price of those have dropped i knew that they would i kind of called that one and um i think that that but but i think shirts like this we were talking before we we started the podcast you know i think shirts like this will hold up value wise because they are they are band related yeah you know and they're not just like a american thunder with the skull and the snake and the you know i collect i like a lot of the tattoo uh, t-shirts mm -hmm. old tattoo t-shirts because talk about creative man some of these tattoo shops we come up with some of the coolest t-shirts yeah. and logos so i try to find those if i can as much as i can out in the wild i like the really really old american you know traditional American, you know, the Americana style mm. tattoos, um, things like that, but you just can't find them much. And if you do, yeah. they're crazy money. But I think that that kind of stuff and the band related stuff, especially the Grateful Dead will hold up its value. What about, so let me, let me say this. So when growing up as a kid, the funny thing is, is like all of these, they used to have a lot of these at head shops. Oh yeah. So oh, every yeah. head shop would have just racks of Grateful Dead t-shirts. And I remember I, I bought the Let It Grow um, and a couple others there in like 98 time frame mm -hmm. because when I was in college, they were starting, they were kind of becoming popular too. Mm -hmm. They'd been popular. 90s were huge for the group. Yeah. So I can remember like 97, 98 time frame. I remember I bought a couple um, at a couple head shops. Wish I still had them. I don't. But um, what's the difference in those that they sold at the head shop compared to what you would buy at the concert? Um, no. I, honestly, to some degree, probably not that, not much difference. Obviously, there's a lot of shows that would have custom. It would it would be like something like a shirt like this, and maybe it would have Boston Garden yeah. on it or something. Yeah, yeah. Or they would make one just for the show. Like there's uh, Liquid Blue just started reprinting uh, one of the Buffalo concerts. It was like '90 in in Buffalo, uh, New York, and it's got like Buffalo Nickel uh, and the Grateful Dead like. Uh, like Bertha on it and then on the back it's got like Buffalo and it says you know Buffalo 1990 and the dates and whatever and uh, there's 
So there's a lot of those that are show specific and there's also at the same concert, they'd sell the ones that are at the head shops. But Liquid Blue was like the first one to really like, they started on the lot. They started as a lot, lot t-shirt company for Grateful Dead shows and just kind of transpired into uh, the company that was doing a lot of the licensed stuff. And then, you know, they did a lot of other things too, tie-dyes all over prints, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of both. There's lot tees that are so specific too, um, but a lot tee is not licensed to the Grateful Dead. Yeah. You know, those are just people. So deadheads, fans of the deads, they typically, uh, when the dead was on, on tour, they wouldn't work. So they would go show to show, set up in the lot and sell uh, grilled cheeses or uh, illegal drugs or uh, shirts or, yeah. or jewelry or whatever. And you still see that today at shows. Yeah. If you go to a dead and company show, you'll see people outside selling a shirt or a lot of jewelry pins are really popular stickers even. And I mean, that's something that I actually want to do in the future. I was going to go to like four shows this summer and I had planned on making a shirt to sell at yeah. those shows, but obviously COVID. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think that's one of the reasons you see so many Grateful Dead t-shirts is because the lot shirts. Um, and like, there's just so many different designs. What's the price point difference? Like, so are, because my guess is that the parking lot tee, for me, at least, I seek out parking lot tees. I love them because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. And the, and like I said earlier, I always like to have what everybody else doesn't have. Yeah. And um, I like I like the different stuff. What's a different price wise? Is, are parking lot tees more valuable than than just like a concert tee or when you and, bought it at a head shop? Compared to a licensed one. It just depends. Um, obviously, some lot tees you see a lot of them uh, because there was uh, there were other offshoot of like companies besides Liquid Blue that had designs that go to every show and sell their their lot lot tees. Um, maybe some were licensed, but most of them weren't. Um, and there's a lot of those in circulation you see a lot. Um, but at the same time, like a shirt like this is licensed. You this is a very rare shirt. Yeah, like the, yeah, you never... don't see that one very much. And this was sold probably in head shops and everything. I just guess they did a pretty limited run compared to some other shirts. I can't wait to get into these because I want to see. I yeah. mean, the, the the cool thing about this one is you see a lot of the same fonts with Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. I think, but I've never seen that type yeah. of font. Yeah. Which makes it really cool. Yeah. Um, what what about like um, the uh, the we go going back to the um, the head shops, you know, and and things like that. So the, those were, were those reprints or were those originals that they were selling? I mean, it depends on your terminate, like how, how you decipher what's what. So are you saying a reprint as in the company took the design and did it on like a Fruit Loom tag or something? Or are you saying like they bought it from Liquid Blue wholesale and like they got it shipped to them? Or are you saying yeah, is it so the original first time the shirt has ever been produced that's that what i'm asking because they did a lot of different lines so like, that's what i'm saying like let's like get an example would be like the let it grow shirt i had that one i had the 94 i, I bought the 94 with the the uh, skeleton playing the banjo you know what you're yes, talking about yeah. so i had both of those i do know that 
um, so like that that '94 one that was based on that '94 tour. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming I I probably bought it in '96 '97 time frame. Yeah. I mean, I would think that it would have been a little bit too early to reprint that shirt. Yeah. Um. So you'll see. You can tell by the tag. You know, uh, the Let It Grow shirt. Obviously, that first tag would have had, you know, Made in USA and probably single stitch all around bottom and top and then you'll see let it grows that probably have that are probably double stitch mm-hmm. the made in usa tag and then you'll see them with a brown flimsy tag and then you'll see them with a string printed tag so they did a lot of different like lines of that yeah. shirt and kept bringing it back and they, they still do that to this day um like i said they just did that with the buffalo concert um but but that that definitely happens so liquid blue will bring back their old prints um, so there's a lot of different variations, but the first liquid blue tag ever, besides, I'm sure that they printed on fruitable looms and, and all of those and anvils, maybe all the generic tags when they're first starting off, they obviously didn't get their, the, like a liquid blue tag made for their first line, probably because they were just yeah. starting. Um, but the, the first liquid blue tags really, really flimsy. And I have one that I'll show. And I mean, you can date the shirt by the tag. Yeah. If it doesn't have a tag. I remember the liquid blue tags were always really thick. Yeah. And, and you know, crispy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real crispy. Yeah. And, uh, so how does that work? So talk about, cause I know it pisses me off when, you know, they reprint shirts and it drives me nuts because I feel like, you know, you have the original and if people, pe- people who collect and people who, you know, are in kind of the businesses that we're in, they want the original. They exactly. understand the significance of it. But a lot of people out there don't care, no, you know, enough. and they, and they, 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 they're like, okay, the reprints at, you know, you know, Walmart for nine ninety nine. why are you asking 150 bucks or $200 for that shirt? Yeah. So what does that, do you think that the reprints like that hurt the value of the originals? I think it depends. Uh, I think, yeah, initially, but well, people like us, they want that first print. Mm-hmm. So probably people, when you see a shirt, so for example, the Grateful Dead Spiraling Bears, yeah. everybody and their mother has that shirt. Yeah. Like, so many people have that shirt. And, and I probably, have, probably this one too. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I have a, an original one of those. Yeah. And like those go for a lot. And honestly, I don't like that t-shirt that much. Like, yeah. It's like maybe because everyone and their mother has it. And if I wore it in public, they'd be like, Oh, cool t-shirt. I've seen that a thousand times. Yeah. Um, but those sell for a lot, the original prints of those, which most grateful that t-shirts do, but that one sells for a little bit more than like an average one would, which is kind of like, what sense does that make? But people want that original print and the, the, the true vintage like collectors, vintage heads, they're going to want the first one. Yeah. So I think sometimes reprinting something, it could be a real good move for yeah. a vintage guy that has it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. Like the Lithuania tea, you know, talk, do you, do you know, t- talk about that a little bit if, to people who may not understand the, the significance of, yeah. of of that Lithuania tea and, and the story. You don't have one here to show. I do, actually. Actually, you do. Let's, okay, we'll, let's, we'll get, you want to, we'll get, we'll wait. Okay. We'll hold that. Let's jump into the shirt. Okay. Because I'm, I'm dying here. All this, right, awesome. This one by far is, is one of my favorites because I've never seen it. Yeah, this one was worn by J. Cole. Okay. So this one is, is really valuable uh, for that. It doesn't have a tag, but if you look at this shirt, it's double stitch, double stitch. Yeah. 
you look at this one, double stitch, double stitch, and this is 97, it's got, it's made in USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I'm pretty sure that this one, it's the same type of collar too, it's, it's so you 97 start, also. You start, double stitch started coming in around 95. You yeah. You see a lot of 95 print stuff, or 96 for that matter, but it really got, really got into that in 97, um, 98, everything was double stitched. Yeah. So this is a David Opie 93. So this one might not be an original print, but it, I mean, I, it's still vintage. But oh, yeah. like I said, J. Cole wore it. It's really cool. Um, obviously, this is something you see on a lot of shirts, what a long strange trip it's been. Uh, to me, the shirt, I brought it because, you know, it's something that people are pretty familiar with. This is in print at Look of Blue right now with a screen printed tag. So okay. it's, it's an example of one of those tees. Um, whereas you look at this one, which is the Cosmic Charlie one, um it's not in reprint they haven't reprinted this a single oh time gosh. which i think makes it as rare as it is uh and cosmic charlie is a song by the yeah, grateful yeah, dead yeah, yeah. um so it's playing off all the lyrics of the song go into this you know it mentions like a newspaper uh canoe in it all kinds of stuff not really aliens but you know cosmic charlie yeah um so it's a playoff and all the grateful dead shirts um they'll have a, if they have a song on it like what's on the shirt it will obviously be a playoff of lyrics which oh, i love yeah. personally like if you have a song you really love you want that shirt yeah and i have an example of that too but like this shirt i, I guess that they just never reprinted it they had this one line and it's just really rare and I, I saw it on ebay one day and it was a pretty good price i was like I as soon it. as it hit i was like all right i, I love the I colors it. man i got I love the no colors yeah, it's and awesome the, the graphics and i like the, what you talked about you know we, I talk a lot about how vintage clothing's have, a lot of vintage clothing has a story behind or tells a story. I think that's the cool thing about the Grateful Dead t-shirts is that, like you just said, they, they would take a song. Mm -hmm. It might not be one of their most popular or whatever, but they would take a song and they would, they would come up with a design and a print. So this is probably obviously something to do. I don't know the significance behind the song Cosmic Charlie, but yeah. something to do with tripping and yeah pretty much pretty, space, it's a psychedelic song psychedelic song yeah. yeah it was one of the one of the early songs they did they stopped putting in the rotation the set list it shows but yeah um it's a, it's a great the, early great font show. on that is yeah crazy. it's awesome the that the rockets i've really never noticed that never really looked at so it. i've sold every grateful dead shirt just because um there's a couple of them and that 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 one i might put on my list i would keep, it, i would definitely really keep one. that one I mean, it's, it, so this one is uh what is this like 90 97 is what yeah. it too and so the other one that you showed too i love the the hit on the up the, on the back the, that i love the uh it's probably very common this that yeah i love that grateful dead uh logo yeah i don't you don't see it turn to the side this much but it's got the rose so like this is Bertha. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I mean, it's the head of Bertha, which is like a song by the Grateful Dead. But I mean, you, you don't see that, that like it turned mm -hmm. horizontally that much. So it, it's a cool look for yeah, sure. You usually see it like on the front. Yeah, like, as like facing you right there. and not facing to the side. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, it's got the, you know, the, the lightning bolt and everything too. So it's just all that iconography that the Grateful Dead has. Yeah. So. But looking at this one, and then I'll get to the Lithuania one. Um, Without a Net was um, a live album that they had. Uh, I can't remember where the shows were. I don't. I, it wasn't in Europe, but it's, I think it was in the Northeast or somewhere like that. Yeah. But you see uh, a couple different prints 
with the, this all over print with the bears and the skeletons and the steely right here. Yeah. Um, I love the fade on this one. So it was on a screen star, so it was cut off. And you see a lot of uh, shirts around this era with this, um, with this cut off screen stars tag. I don't know why they say it's because they weren't supposed to like print it or something. Maybe it was a misprint or uh, they didn't authorize to sell it because I, I don't think it's licensed. It might be, but I think it's a lot shirt because the other shirt I had like this, I found in Louisville. The only shirt I've ever found, Grateful Dead shirt I've ever found in the wild was on Facebook Marketplace from a woman in Louisville. Uh, had the same print and had the Grateful Dead skeleton playing the guitar on like a throne, 93 tour. Yeah. Um, it had Louisville on the back of it. Now, sadly, it was a little too small for me, so I sold it. Um, but it also had cut off screen stars and this. So I obviously the same printing company uh, did oh both gosh. of those shirts. But on the back, Operation Dead Tour, uh, it's just nuts. Like, it, I don't know. There's so much going on, and, and there's quite a few shirts that kind of – there's a couple shirts that have this on the back, too, this back hit. Obviously not the front hit, but this back hit is, like, not common, but you see it on shirts from time to time. So 91. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love the back. It, it's it's really – there's so much going on, but it's such, like – Yeah, that that's a, that one's definitely my style because yeah. it's not as colorful, but I love the – I'm not they, usually not big on the all-over prints. Um, you know, although this is kind of probably as close as I've got an Iron Maiden all over print, yeah. but that's about it. I, I um, yeah, I love the, I'd say that probably was a parking lot tee. Yeah, when you oh, turn around, sure you was. look in the front, you can tell that the, the, the front is so just uneven. Yeah, yeah, they definitely you know, just had it on a press and were getting them off as quick as they could. Even you see on here the graphic, there's you can see the outlines. Yeah. Of this. So did you get this one on? Oh yes, yeah, so you can see through it. Yeah. You can see through the graphic. Yeah. eBay. You got that one on eBay? I mean, pretty much all the ones I'm gonna show is eBay or Trail uh, or one of those. But I mean, just because, like I said, you can't now, find did, them. now did you? Are you paying up for them? If something I really want, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if I can get it at a really good price, I've gotten most of my stuff at a good price under yeah. under market value for yeah. sure where I could make some pretty good money if I sold it. But, you know, like I said, I, I don't really sell hardly any of these unless they really, really don't fit me. And I would rather sell it and maybe buy something that fits me. Yeah. Try and yeah. maybe even find the same print that fits me. So yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of how it is. But, I mean, the Lithuania is such a, like, I think uh, Jonah Hill wore this and a lot of other celebrities. But, uh, and at first, like, I don't know. Like, I, I like the shirt. Uh, before I had it, I, I liked it. But I was like, man, I like I, that's everybody was saying like it's a it was a grail you know for a lot of people it is a grail for me it, it kind of wasn't uh, just because like I had wanted it but I didn't really like I wasn't crazy about it if I didn't have it I wasn't going to be like yeah sad about it but I got it and uh, I mean it's grown on me a lot it, it, it's a it's a really awesome tea really awesome story so uh, Lithuania was obviously a USSR state that when the USSR dissolved um, you know, like a lot of those other uh, countries were kind of not in good shape. And so they didn't have a lot of money um, for the Olympics. So they're trying to raise money. And uh, I guess somehow either someone reached out to the Grateful Dead about it or they heard it. And uh, the Grateful Dead ended up sponsoring the Olympic basketball team. Yeah. Because uh, they had a pretty good team. They had one player. I can't remember his name, but he was in the NBA, maybe on the Jazz or somewhere, and uh, he was really good. So they had a, they had a good team, and uh, I think they were bronze medalists in this year, which is 92. But you'll see 96 versions of the mm -hmm. shirt and 2000, 2004. They kept on printing it. Um, there, it was a guy in 
somewhere on the East Coast that he still prints it to this day. The original designer, I can't remember his name, but he still has a website where you can buy okay. some like variations of this design. What's the cost? Uh, I think 60 ish. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. they're not, they're reprints, but you know, it's a guy who. Yeah, who this made is it. not a reprint. Though. No, not a reprint. No. Yeah, no, you can tell. Yeah. Um, the uh, So they made the uniforms too, right? Um, I don't they, know they, if they gave them warm ups. They gave them tie dyed shorts okay. and then. Uh, this shirt oh, okay. as like warm-ups and you have you see pictures of the Lithuanian team wearing uh, these shirts and the shorts are super super expensive really yeah. hard to come by I haven't seen them in any in any size but an XL too yeah so I don't really know what that means there definitely isn't that many of them um, those would be super cool to have but like I've I said, seen a couple pairs I yeah. think um, out there but like you said very 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 few yeah they're, they're very hard to come by but on the back you can see bronze yeah. medal winners Barcelona 1992 so Greg Spears, not mm -hmm. Fade Away. So not Fade Away was another really popular uh, company that produced dead shirts besides um, Liquid Blue. It's yeah. a, you see a lot of not Fade Away copyrights. You don't see a lot of the tags. I should have brought a shirt with a tag. I have one shirt with a not Fade Away tag. They're pretty cool, but uh, that's another company you'll see a lot of when yeah. you're talking about Grateful Dead shirts. And, and uh, you got that one on eBay as well. eBay. Yeah. eBay. Yeah. It's just you the, can find anything you want. On exactly. You got to be a hawk. Um, this is an example of one of those very early liquid blue flimsy tags. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So liquid blue, I think maybe founded in like late 80s, maybe 89, 88. Um, so this is a, a 90 local crew concert. Pretty rare, obviously. Any, yeah. Any they only crew. Made the crew shirts are very few yeah i've only seen one or two others like this one when i got it it was super stained like unbelievable and i was like man i paid 50 bucks for this one for a super stained shirt and I, it was this was like the fourth grateful dead shirt i ever got and i was really nervous i was like man i don't know if i can ever wear the shirt like if i'm gonna be able to get the stains out and after like i had made some crazy oxy concoction uh and like it got most of it out and i could not believe it um yeah it, it looks brand new. It looks really good, really crispy, and, and the white's really good on it. It's got a few little spots, but uh, yeah, it's in great shape. It's just a really cool shirt, 25 years. Um, so, I, I, it might be licensed to Brockham. I think it is, because uh, I have actually like a chain and a pendant yeah. of this same design right here, and that was, I got a dead stock license to Brockham. So uh, it's just a shirt that's kind of sentimental to me. It's one of the early ones, pretty rare. So. Uh, some, you know, you obviously see a lot of tie dyes and everything, and people love those crazy graphics on the dead shirts, but something really simple is really cool to me, too. Uh, and, but you, I mean, it's pretty easy to find. The, the, I will say, when you find a tie dye dead shirt that's vintage, you, pro, you see it going for more, typically. Yeah. Obviously, more people want it. Um, so you can score white ones, black ones, uh, mostly white, for, for pretty cheap. You can, yeah. If you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, you, you and see that would be my too. that see like, like obviously I I put this one on for today but yeah. but um, but you know that would be more definitely more my style yeah I like the white and the kind of the more uniformed print yeah for sure and I'm more prone to wear something like this yeah yeah, yeah and or this than wear and it's really this. cool I mean because you look at it the longer you look at it you just find so much more detail in that logo exactly too. and stuff that just kind of pops out to you yeah and, like that you didn't like the, the lightning bolts there exactly down. yeah it's got and, a really um, just yeah. every little thing it yeah. really pops out really good
print on it. What's the significance around the rose? Um, Do you know? It's just kind of like something they, they always took on, I think from really early. Uh, Rosemary was an early song they had. I don't think that really plays any role in it. I just think that, I think somewhere along the way, they picked up the rose and it just kind of fit with the Grateful Dead. It's kind of yeah. like that accent to it that makes it like Grateful Dead's a really serious thing. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, well, it sounds awful. Before. Yeah. Like I thought the Grateful Dead before I ever listened to it was like a metal band. Yeah. Or like hard yeah. rock. And I was like, who the hell? Like who's the Grateful Dead? Like yeah. there's no way I'll ever yeah. listen to them. Now did your parents listen to the Grateful Dead? No, no. I, so what, the reason I got into the Grateful Dead was is I watched a series on YouTube called Playing for Change who like have artists all around the world uh all like collaborate on certain songs like really popular yeah. songs one of the first one was sitting on the dock of the bay yeah and like i love music like that from that whole century or that whole like era like yeah. i love 70s 60s 80s uh mostly 60s and 70s and so like i listened to all the songs that playing for change would come out with um and like give me shelter all kinds of really popular stuff really yeah. good stuff and they came out with Ripple uh, by the Grateful Dead. And I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. I thought the Grateful Dead, why would they do a cover for a song that was metal? Yeah. You know, like, how are they going to do this or hard rock or whatever? And I listened to it and I was like, dude, that song was awesome. Yeah. And I listened to it like 10 times over. And I was like, this is great. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to some more Grateful Dead stuff. And so from there, it's just kind of how, how it rolled. And uh, that was in 2014 or 15, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, it's ebbed, it's ebbed and it's it ebbed and it flowed for like the first two years. Like I would love the Grateful Dead one minute and then I wouldn't listen to them at all for like a month yeah. and then I'd get back into it. Um, and probably around 2017, 2018, I listened, I started listening to them a lot and started getting into live albums, yeah. which are huge uh, when it comes to Grateful Dead shows because uh, pretty much almost all the albums are available because they yeah. had tapers go to shows. And they were the first the first band to really do that and allow tapers to come in and tape their shows. So you yeah. can find uh, a lot of old cassettes of specific uh, Grateful Dead shows, and the archive has a lot of them. Like you can listen to the 1978 Grateful Dead show mm -hmm. uh, just because there was a taper there. Like that's not an official release. Yeah, they they had um, a lot of those at the head shops. Yeah, you know, I mean, you the would tapes, go in yeah. and you would just find all the CDs and and the, the taped shows and stuff like that. Um, I can remember seeing a lot of those yeah. and people would trade them. It's funny because they don't do that anymore at all. Yeah. You don't see that at all. But you know, Dave Matthews kind of mm -hmm. tried to mimic, I think, what Grateful Dead did. Yeah. Uh, there in the nineties when they started. Fish especially too. when fish is yeah, another yeah. another one. But you can find a lot of the the fish, a lot of fish and a lot of uh, great or um Dave Matthews band mm -hmm. and stuff tape shows like yeah that. I, I mean they, jam style they were yeah. definitely heavily influenced by the grateful dead and the almond brothers and yeah. that that style that jam band and and really the grateful dead like their music is very significant but the culture that formed around the grateful dead is almost more notable than the music because there's so many things that they did that was kind of like the first they were the first they were first a lot of tapers um they were first to really do a lot of merchandise kind of like this and uh, just a lot of things they did, their sound equipment and, and a lot of the methods they had in touring as much as they did was pretty unique, for especially yeah. for the time. Um, so it, it, they, they just really started a lot and they had a lot of people, like they influenced them. So you still see uh, pieces of the Grateful Dead in music today. Yeah, yeah. What about this one? Talk so 
this one's really significant to me because St. Stephen, besides Ripple, is my favorite Grateful Dead song. Uh, St. Stephen is second to me. Um, and this shirt's pretty hard to come by. You don't see it too, too much. I do have two yeah, of these. I, I have two of these, but this is one that I always wanted. And I, it took me like solid seven or eight months to find one for a price that was somewhat fair. Um, and so I, I jumped on it and like, I just love this shirt. Like there's something about it. It's not like the design is cool. Um, it's, it's really Again, cool. And you've got a lot of the stuff that plays into the song. Yeah, that plays in the song, exactly. Which is in great. and out of the garden he goes yeah. is, is one of the lyrics and St. Stephen with a rose. Yeah. So there's all the roses. Yeah, and then you got the stained glass. And the yeah, super exactly. Cool. Super cool. Um, what, like what does this, what would the value on the shirt be? I'm more on the conservative side. Um, pricing, Grateful Dead shirts, I know that they can sell for a lot more than probably what I'll say, but like I I think a fair price on a shirt like this would be 80 to a hundred dollars, 75. Yeah. I think that you, you will see them sell for more. Yeah, often. See, that's what I was going to say. I would have been way off. I would have probably thought 150, 160. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, I'm on the more conservative side. Some people sell, can sell them for a lot more than others. And even if you put this on an eBay for uh, an auction, it would probably go for a hundred, but yeah. yeah, obviously it has some flaws, but I didn't care. Like it was no, just so what, awesome to me that I, I had to get it. And I have an almond brothers tea that's pretty shredded and I have, I have quite a few teas that are pretty shredded. But yeah. And my wife says I look like I'm homeless wearing them, but I, I absolutely love it like that. This is another one like the cosmic Charlie tea. Um, I think it came out in the same print. So I think they did St. Stephen, Cosmic Charlie, um, uh, China Rider, and they did Scarlet Fire. So four songs did a line of the song tees. They're all, I, I'm pretty sure, well, maybe not, but most of them are double-double mm -hmm. um, with that Made in USA tag. These are definitely so the rare. ones that I can remember, you know, coming out at that time period, that 97, 98. Yeah because of their popularity, they seem to put a lot of t-shirts out they at did. that time. They did. But the, this one's really cool. Um, they only reprinted this one once, I think. They have a, there is a brown tag version of it with yeah. the single stitch sleeves from 05, double bottom single sleeve that I have too. Yeah, and I think every person from in the 90s had that tattoo. Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I want that the sun, the sun. Yeah, it's super cool uh, I think I'm gonna get the the when I was the first one you showed I love that the uh, rosemary the mm -hmm. head with mm -hmm. the on the, the rose side the, the yeah that is super cool. I have something similar up here I have a yellow rose with the skeleton in it mm -hmm. but I like that one I, I'd like to get that one maybe somewhere yeah as well I'm not a huge I mean I, I, I love the Grateful Dead's music yeah but um you know, if I know if Jerry was still alive, I would probably be into it even more. Oh, yeah. Not that I don't like John Mayer, but yeah, yeah, it's just different. It's not the same. It is. It's not the same. And this is like an example. You see a ton of Jerry Garcia shirts. Yeah, a yeah, ton. yeah, yeah. Almost as much as regular Grateful Dead yeah. shirts, and I collect those too. Obviously, I consider it Grateful Dead shirt. Um, but you can see it's it's Jerry. I think it's from '87. I'm not 100 sure. Um, it's got the really old balloon. Yeah almost falling off uh obviously it's it's got some stains but i don't i don't really care i got this um and like four or five others for like a hundred and like ten from a guy so i that was like the best deal i ever gone on on some grateful dead shirts yeah. was uh was that kind of bulk deal but um you can see him with tiger which is one of his really famous guitars that he used mm -hmm. and 
Uh, I just wanted to bring an example of a Jerry T because they're really popular too. Obviously, yeah, consider Grateful Dead T's and uh, Jerry Garcia uh, obviously died in '95, so there's a lot of stuff vintage that centered around in memoriam. Um, this was not uh, in memoriam T. It's much oh, it older. Than, oh yeah, it's, it's much it's older than older. that. Um, but you know, Jerry was a really popular figure, and you don't see as many. He was definitely like the lead of the Grateful Dead, but towards the end, he sung less songs in concerts than Bob Weir did, uh, who was the rhythm guitarist. Uh, but obviously, you don't see many Bob Weir uh, shirts. You see him from time to time, and then mm -hmm. and Phil Lesh, who was the bass player, he sang also from time to time. You see some of those shirts. There was there was a certain area of the concert called the Phil Zone. So he had his dedicated fans, and some people are Bobby fans. I'm a huge Bobby fan, and then some people were Jerry guys, and they had a keyboardist, um, Brent, uh, Brent Midland, and uh, there's there's some shirts of Brent. Those are really really expensive. He died in 1990, so it's really yeah. hard to find stuff from him. And the con the shirt from his last show. I don't know if you ever seen the shirt with the ice cream, Grateful Dead. Yeah, that I one's pretty rare. I tried to buy one off of, um, or no 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 yeah with the. The ice cream on the head or no that's a europe 72 it's just an ice cream cone with like a like the dead kind of skull formed into oh, the ice okay. cream yeah 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 I it's it's a it, there's a plain one and then there's a tie-dye one of that one that one is from his last show that one sells that's one of the more collectible and it surprises me too that you know the jerry t-shirts are so popular because you know oh man yeah the back's awesome you should not have shown <laughs> the back oh my gosh that one is crazy yeah it's super cool did you know that was on the back when you bought it? Uh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, you see the yin yang yeah, a lot yeah. on their shirts. Some I, of them. You know, a, a lot of people buy and wear these the Grateful Dead T-shirts, obviously for the color and the graphic mm -hmm. and the, you know all of that from that standpoint, and don't really know their music or don't follow their music, and that's surprising to me that the Jerry T's are so, you know, kind of so popular right yeah. now because you wouldn't think you know that they people would be into them as much into the jerry t's as much because that yeah. they were more simple i think it's because he was such an influential figure i mean even people that weren't in rock music thought that jerry garcia yeah. was really influential jerry garcia the ice cream yeah. but uh proof the rapper he actually has an album that's like something and it ends with jerry garcia in the album oh, yeah. title and then like, uh, so he even, he went across genres and he was just so influential in like the way he lived um, and his improvisation and yeah. his cult, his attitude um, was very, very uh, unique. And a lot of people really looked up to Jerry. Some people thought he was a God and yeah. would, and literally spinners oh, yeah. would like kind of worship um, the Grateful Dead. And, and the thing about like the Grateful Dead, they have the deadheads, like they're really devoted fans. And some of those people are, are pretty crazy yeah and uh there's a song estimated profit by the grateful dead uh, which is a bobby song and it's that song is pretty much from the viewpoint of those the, the, the people the dead shows that are pretty crazy and thinking that like this is like spiritual on a spiritual level because you can't talk about the dead without talking about psychedelics and lsd and the acid tests and everything like that and people thought that they had transcended time and space and that you know the grateful dead was kind of what catapulted them to that point in way yeah. with the drugs and they thought that jerry was a god and they followed the grateful dead religiously yeah and yeah. that's something very important to note uh that is that stands out about the grateful dead because you don't see other 
fans yeah. and fans like that. No, they definitely have had a cult following like no other. Yeah. Um, you know, people would just, that was their life, was traveling to show to show. Exactly. And you talk, you mentioned about selling, you know, whatever in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they made their living. Exactly. You know, that's how they got gas money to go to the next thing. Yeah, or so. you, you would see some people at shows. Uh, so a Grateful Dead song that they covered uh, was I Need a Miracle. And uh, people would be at shows, they'd hold up a finger and they'd have a sign, I need a miracle. So they need a ticket to the show. Oh, yeah. And people would do that too. They would go, a lot of people would go to Grateful Dead shows without tickets and just find a way to get in, That's whether wild. that was sneaking in or someone giving them a ticket or doing something on a lot to, to, to buy a ticket. And that yeah. happened a lot because a lot of those shows sold out. I mean, in the 90s, the Grateful Dead was so popular. Like it was, they had a show at Highgate, Vermont. Um, in the early 90s that I think had like 700,000 people there or something like wow. that um, in the middle of nowhere in Vermont and they just had so many so many people at their concerts they, they started to do just stadium shows they couldn't do anything but a stadium because wow, uh, they just had so many so many people wanting to go and so many people in the lot more people in the lot outside of the show than were even in the show yeah. you know and that started to go a little sour the in the later years in 95 at Deer Creek and outside of Indy to the north of Indy, they had an incident uh, where they crashed the gate and like hundreds of people jumped, jumped it um, and got into the show. And then, um, you know, if you listen to audio, they'll say people are crashing the gate, whatever. And like that same show, Jerry Garcia received death threats. So it was really scary for the band. Jerry Garcia was about like, this is like two months from his death. So like things were like going really bad at a show earlier, someone got struck by lightning and another yeah. show, a deck collapsed and a lot of people got hurt. Um, so it, they called it the, the tour from hell. Yeah. And so things, you know, when any band has a falling like that, shit hits the fan uh, oh, yeah. um, with them. And, and that's kind of what happened towards the end. And that kind of led to, I think, uh, Jerry's death in a way besides all the drug use. Um, so yeah. There's a lot of different, there's definitely a dark side of the Grateful Dead too that a lot of people don't know about, but there's a lot of history there and I like history in itself um, and I love Grateful Dead history and so I think the Grateful Dead being like that iconic American band is what draws me to them too. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, I, I, I could, I agree with you, man, that's, that's awesome yeah. Yeah, and, and knowing the history behind a band, you know, that's one of the things I struggle with too with newer music, it just seems like you know, you put out one, there's always been the one hit wonders, but yeah. it seems like that is happening a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, you put out one For or sure. two songs, have some popularity, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the, the cool thing about The Grateful Dead is, like you said, you have the history behind yeah. it. It tells that story, 30 you years. know, um, people in and out of the band and, and just the following, the cult following that they had. Yeah, I so can talk this, all day about that kind of stuff. So is but. this one, uh, this, this one I've never seen either. This one's a yeah, pretty rare one too. I mean, I can't remember what tag is big productions yeah yeah so you'll see this in blue it has a different back hit on the blue one this one doesn't have a back hit but it continues that all over print oh, yeah, on it um, but uh pretty rare um i saw this on ebay I had to hop on it. it you see it every once in a blue blue moon definitely one of the more rare ones but this song title is how sweet it is which is weird because this the song was never covered by the Grateful Dead, yeah. but covered by the Jerry Garcia band, yeah. who would tour when the Grateful Dead uh, didn't tour. But How Sweet It Is, obviously, was, I think it was a Marvin Gaye or Otis Redding song, but covered by James Taylor, and then Jerry Garcia would, would do it. But 
Um, it's just obviously the playoff of the lyrics of that, but it's just such an awesome shirt. Like the yeah. design is so unique. The bees with yeah, the, skull. the the honeycomb is just nuts. Uh, I really love this design, and this is one of the ones that like I can never ever get rid of, no matter what someone pretty much offered me for it. Even yeah, though you I can would, find it from time to time. But I wouldn't think you would either. It, it's it's uh it's just definitely one of those rare ones. It's just super cool. I always wanted it, and when I found the guy, I was like, man, this is an awesome Another T-shirt. EBay yeah, this is an awesome T-shirt. The LL Rain. Yeah, that's another LL one. Bean was so popular in the 90s as well. And that's a playoff of that, yeah. uh, as well as the song Looks Like Rain, uh, which yeah. is a Grateful Dead song. Uh, it's got that little liquid blue logo right there. Yeah, and great. the little off prints from the graphic. Uh, this one is another one that's really hard to find. I don't think they ever did a reprint of this one, just in uh, maybe 95. Maybe they did one in 98. I'm not really sure, too, or something like that. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really hard to find one. This one was, like, even when I first started getting looking at Grateful Dead, vintage Grateful Dead T-shirts, this one was always expensive, no matter what. Like, it was never, ever cheap. I and I never, I, I mean, I think I paid like hundred bucks for this. It was one, I think mm -hmm. it's most I've ever paid for any shirt uh, at all. And I saw it for hundred bucks. And honestly, that's under market value by probably, I would say it's like 150 and above shirt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. much. Like in 180, yeah. So it's just really hard to come by. And um, yeah, the. Uh, and it fits me, which is awesome too. <laughs> and the, the, the LL Rain, you know, like I said, the playoff of the LL Bean. Mm -hmm. um, uh, brand i guess it seemed like the, a lot of these uh, you know type of collaboration tees are really popular now oh, yeah. but they were really popular in the 90s too mm -hmm. you know the beavis and butthead one sticks out of my head the tommy pull my finger yeah those were all those were all huge yeah back in the 90s and of course they've recirculated mm -hmm. and so people loved i can remember in the 90s people loved the Kind of the collaboration the playoff of a yeah a logo or something to that effect and i saw that initially and was like that's really cool like it's a really cool playoff that yeah. they would do that uh of LLB. so i didn't know the significance of the of the song though yeah so, so this sense. is one of the lyrics it feels like rain yeah. it's like a sad song kind of like a dirge almost uh it's about a dude that loses his woman or whatever but it, it's a it's a really good song uh shirt's the really iconic yeah <laughs> jumping off yeah this the uh the print it's just it's just one of those ones that people really want and it's really sought after yeah. and you can even see that little skull in the clouds oh, yeah. there it's really they did a liquid blue did a really good job of having yeah, little things placed in there the details are yeah just crazy they, i just the thing that is i just wish they i just wish they wouldn't reprint all these i agree um and i think that they've definitely received some pushback on certain ones to reprint yeah um but i mean you know they're a company that they're probably some of their best days might be behind them maybe um well that's what i'm thinking i mean with the creativity that you, you know with you know technology and stuff to be able to create a, a design like this is very very easy now it for is. a graphic design person mm -hmm. whereas in the 90s you know 95 time frame they're not making that on computer so yeah. much yeah you know they're, they're drawing they're, they're drawing it up and creating it from from scratch and I think, you know, that's why I would think that I would try to go back to that if I were there. Yeah, yeah, and, that and, old process. Yeah, and that old process because there's so many good artists out there. Yeah. I mean, you think about just tattoo artists alone. I mean, this is what they live for, mm -hmm. freehanding something like this and putting something like this together with the skull and the, and the clouds. Mm -hmm. and I just, I wish they would go back to, to making newer, new T-shirts, but with new prints. Yeah. And, and I, but, 
I can see why they want to capture the popularity from that standpoint of, of you know, somebody else, a celebrity wearing this shirt. Yeah. And they're, they're thinking, okay, well, let's remake it because it's obviously the originals are selling for 100 plus. Yeah. We can sell these for 60. And you see that too. You see like uh, Urban Outfitters or something start yeah. to make Grateful Dead shirts or you see the Nike Dunks that they're about to release. Yeah. Um, that are Grateful Dead, and like they've done those for a like companies have done those collaborations and Dead inspired stuff for a while, but you really have seen it pick up in the past year, oh, yeah, year and a half. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. The frog giving the peace sign. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just an awesome shirt. So what's this one? This one is uh, another really rare one and really unique too. Um, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. So Bill Graham was uh, a very prominent figure in. Uh, the scene in the 60s, the 70s, and up until his death, and uh, he was a concert promoter and uh, organizer, and uh, everyone in that area knew Bill Graham. Uh, he, if you watch any Grateful Dead documentaries, he'll be mentioned, and he was just a prominent figure in the Dead, and a lot of artists, so uh, he would do this Day on the Green every year, and uh, in this one, a lot of them, he, the artists would differ. This one, he, you can see this is Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead, and this is uh, Bob Dylan. And so yeah. this was, Day on the Green was a concert where they had multiple acts. And so the in 87, the Dead uh, did this with uh, with Bob Dylan and another act. I can't remember who these people are supposed to be. Uh, this one almost looks like a, one of the, uh, an old band logo or something, but it's, yeah. it's, I, I don't think it is. Uh, but on the back, Medical Rock. Uh, rock medicine. I just think it's an awesome shirt um, with that Coming subtle Grateful Dead reference because there's a lot of shirts that you might not even know it's a Grateful Dead shirt until you, until you, unless you know the lyric or you know some like of the icons on the shirt, you wouldn't even know. So this shirt, if you saw it in the wild, you know it's old, but would you necessarily know that this is a Grateful Dead shirt by the way, uh, like it looks? Well, no, probably not. But when you see the back of it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know it's definitely related. Yeah. But the shirt doesn't say Grateful Dead no, it anywhere. Doesn't. It doesn't. So um, to the average eye, they would look at this shirt and be like, "That's cool," but you know, yeah. they they don't really know. But see, and I love because there are very few of those because you you think that was a benefit concert in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, that's that, that shirt's insane. Yeah, eBay. Did, I mean, what, what was, I'm just curious. Did you pay up for that one? I paid 50 bucks. Okay. That's bring up. I would say it's a good price. Oh yeah. Because I mean that, that again, once you have the idea or the story of that shirt and you know, people, they didn't make them, they didn't, no. they didn't print a lot of those. No. So, um, it's in good shape. Too. Oh, it's in great shape. So, yeah. It was yeah. one that I knew I had to, I knew I had to have when I saw it. A lot of them are just uh, almost impulse. I'm so like, have you I seen see the, there's a documentary on Bill Graham? No. Think. I, I know what you're talking about. I actually don't think I've seen it though. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, uh, he's a figure that's really, really popular. I guess we're back to the front here. Yeah. But yeah. This is those, just, uh, those were all crazy. And so you just brought, you just brought 10 shirts. Yeah. I mean, how many do you have in your collection? Over a hundred. Do you? I do. Wow. It's kind of an issue. Well, no, not really. I mean, people collect different things. Yeah, and yeah. The, the way you got to look at it is, I mean, these, the more you, you, you're enjoying them, you mm -hmm. collect them. I mean, they're just going to increase in value. Exactly. It's a pretty good yeah. investment. It's a great yeah. investment. I mean, these things are just going to continue to, to have popularity. And 
let's just say in let's just say that this everything falls apart with you know vintage and, and all of that right now which it's not it's been around forever yeah um it, you know now people are going to start focusing more on the two, early 2000s they're already focusing on the 2000 stuff um but these are just going to increase 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 in value and then 20 years from now you'll be my age yeah. and and you'll and these will be these will come back around exactly. and they'll be popular hugely popular again and um plus it's meaningful to me oh know? yeah um, not only am I passionate about uh, vintage, but I'm also passionate about the Grateful Dead. Uh, it's my favorite band by far. So, like, if it's something that means something to you, um, then why not collect it and keep it? Because money is just money, and you can make money a lot of different ways. You can you can sell five just regular average pieces you would find and buy a shirt like this. And you know, it's funny because like I'm I'm the same way that you are, John. Like I for me, like fifty dollars for a t-shirt, I'm like, and you know, I've got kids, I got. I got a lot of different things, you know, that that money could go towards. But when you think about it, fifty dollars for something that is has tells a story, has meaning to you. I mean, makes you happy. People people spend that one night at a bar. Exactly. I don't have a problem. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, yeah, so, so I mean, that's what I mean. So they'll, they'll spend that on on you know smokes or, or you know whatever their that little vice is or whatever. So when you look at it from that standpoint, and this is something that. You're not gonna, you know, drink one night and then wake up with a hangover the next morning. You're gonna always have this. Exactly. It's not going away. Yeah. So when you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, it's 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 not really. I mean, it's it's awesome. To some people, you know? it's just a shirt, uh, to and, and like that's a fair point. You know, it's a material item, but it's something to me that makes me happy, um, and it's not hard doing any harm to anyone else. So yeah. I don't feel bad at the end of the day spending that money when I know it's going to motivate me spending money on this stuff like that that is going to motivate me to sell whatever else I have and just yeah. make that money back yeah to find more uh, yeah. uh the ones that you don't have that exactly. you want that you want to collect so what talk, talk a little bit about the um um we talked uh, I was gonna say um buying the shirts so what we like what what's one that you don't have that you that's out there that you know exists but you can't seem to find it man uh like i was saying earlier that brent midland with ice cream cone yeah really want that one bad uh most of my number ones i've slowly marked off over time yeah you know i, I i've had certain number ones for a long time as this cosmic charlie and that was a saint stephen and then it might have been another one I have, which is a uh, China Rider, um, and and there's there's some other ones um, besides the ice cream one. I would say this the Scarlet Fire, which is another variation of kind of like a it's a song and they play into each other. So the Grateful Dead did a lot of songs into each other, so it's a combination of those two. And usually they would stick together in the set list, like they wouldn't play one without the other. Um, so there's that one, and then uh, I'd like to have an original print of the Buffalo Nickel one, uh, which I always found really cool. There's an April Fool's one that I've wanted for a long, long time. I think um, I've seen that one. Yeah, it one's – and then if I find any with New Orleans on it, I always love those. Those are super cool to me. I just got a Mardi Gras one um, that I've been wanting for a long time. That was an Oakland one, and uh, I should have brought it, honestly, but that was one. Uh, that I wanted that was like my number one up until I just got it recently and I, I would say though though my number one without thinking about it right now would be uh, 
that Scarlet Fire or the Ice Cream Cone one. I know there's others I'm forgetting because there's so many. I, I mean, I would love to have them all, but you know, mm -hmm. it's gonna—it's a process. But um, you know, it's only a little over a year that I've been collecting these, and that's, I have over a hundred. So that's what I was getting ready time. to say a minute ago. I mean, it's amazing to me. You talk about just kind of really diving in and you know understanding the history behind the Grateful Dead. I mean, to only kind of come stumble upon them and, and start really listening to them in 2015. Yeah. I mean, you're very knowledgeable. You know, I, my, my band, my group is the Beastie Boys. So I can, you know, I've been on board with them since a kid, you know, yeah. since 87. So anything that came out, I was reading about them and now, now they never had, they didn't have obviously the following is in the history as much as the Grateful Dead, but it's cool that you have, you know, just learned everything yeah. regarding, you know, the t-shirts and the, the band and the history and, and, you know, the highs and the lows of, of them touring and stuff like that. That's really, really cool. So, well, man, this has been awesome. You're a wealth of knowledge, yeah, especially with, yeah. great, with the Grateful Dead stuff. And I like talking about it I've a lot been dying too. to see your collection for a while, um, ever since we met, but, um, but, um, and it's awesome. I, now you've got me wanting, I'm going to spend probably the rest of the night <laughs> online looking for grateful yeah, dead t-shirts yeah. because um i hope other people see that too like i love people uh, seeing people wear this kind of stuff yeah like it makes me really happy um even if it's not vintage to see somebody wearing the grateful dead you yeah know, I, yeah I just, I, they're a great band and uh, their music does i think it does a lot of good for people uh, truly if, if you really yeah. appreciate it and listen to the lyrics and everything like it's a very meaningful experience and i'm not like some your prototypical deadhead probably but i mean it's the way music makes you feel and same with vintage if it makes you feel good uh go after it you yeah, might as well i love it so let's jump into that what would your psa be it would be if it would probably much be that if you have something that makes you happy do it um as long as it's not unethical or whatever um because you know, life is long, but it's also really short. And you can spend a lot of time doing stuff you don't want to be doing. So if you have the chance to be happy and do something that makes you happy, jump on that. And just because you might like make money, more money doing something else, if you're miserable and you're making, I'd rather be happy and make half as much as I would be making if I was miserable and making like double. I would just, I'd rather be happy. Yeah. You know, there, there's no there's no point in spending time being depressed or or sad or whatever. And like, I, there's been plenty of times in my life where I felt like, you know, I'm at a dead end with life, yeah. and I'm young, and like I knew that like there was more to life, and I had a lot of opportunity. But at the same time, I just was like, man, this sucks. Like life sucks right now. Like the first semester of college, I had, um, you know, I was playing football and I loved football and I still do but it just wasn't the right position to be in and there's was, not much to do in Columbia no there's a good one though but yeah. I was super unhappy and just you know I had to take myself out of that position and as soon as I did I was so much more happier there was a weight lifted off my back so you know just just be happy and and do whatever makes you happy because life is not worth spending unhappy and that, I, you know, I'll add to that, too, because, I mean, you know, you talk about loving football and you, you love football and you're passionate about football. But, you know, and I was that way in high school, but then you get into college and you, and you grow a little bit and you start learning about other things. And 
things that pull your interest, maybe your, your passion a little bit away from that. Yeah. And that's what I think is important too, is, is not only to, to kind of have that balance and, and continuing to find things that feed your happiness. I think it's important to kind of discover new things and learn about other things. And, you know, I've always been a collector of, of, you know, I've always liked vintage stuff and, and things that, like I said, that tell a story or have some type of meaning or history behind it. And I always try to find unique things, but, you know, over the past, you know, couple of years doing this has really just brought a, a whole different happiness to, to, to where I'm at in my yeah. life, you know, because, because I, I can hear people like you talk about your passion of the Grateful Dead and the shirts. And then, like you said, finding something, uh, you know, buying something or finding something that you've had as a kid or you've wanted for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you know, it really feeds that, feeds that uh, yeah. for you. So that's really cool. Well, one of the other things, I know you've listened to a few of the podcasts, so now we'll jump into the heat check. So I'm going to ask you just kind of a series of random questions. You just answer off the top of your head and, um, and we'll, you, I'm sure you're familiar with it. So yeah, we'll start course. out. Seen every show. So we'll start out with who's your favorite band besides the Grateful Dead? I would say the Almond Brothers Band or the band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're staying in that wheelhouse. The band, Almond Brothers, a lot like. I also there. like Drake a lot and. Yeah. Travis Scott. You're Pop like Smoke, me. All that. I like. Well, everybody. see, now I can't. No, I don't. I can't get into like some of the. I like some of the new. Playboy Cardi. I like some of the new yeah. hip hop, but it's just kind of I'm an old hip hop guy. So yeah. For me, but I do love all genres of music. Um, who's your celebrity crush? Uh. That girl that's in Good Will Hunting with Matt Damon or Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Who's the girl in? Oh, Minnie Driver? <sighs> maybe, yeah. I just think she looks really good in that movie, but yeah, maybe not great. outside of that movie. She, she looks might not great like that in that good. movie, yeah. But she looks good. But, yeah, Minnie Driver. I think that's yeah, who yeah. that was. Yeah, I, she's she's pretty. Her her voice drove me crazy. But Yeah, is she um, Australian or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's got an odd different. She's just her accent. It was like something about it. But yeah, uh, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson, too. Yeah. Uh, what do you like to do outside of thrifting and collecting? Uh, I mean, I I have a job in computer sales, um, so that's kind of what I do other times. But I, I do spend a lot of time um, lifting weights and working out because I do. And I've always in the back of my head, ever since I left Lindsey Wilson, I still want to play football. And I tried out for a semi-pro team in Lexington like two years ago and made it, but I couldn't play because I was in school. Um, so in the back of my head, like I, I grew up weightlifting. My dad was a bodybuilder. So I spent a lot of time doing that and running just because even if I never play football again, having the mindset of always wanting to and trying to stay in shape for that is mm -hmm. going to keep my body in good shape. So pretty much that fitness, health, all that kind of stuff. I love music. I play the guitar. Not very good at all. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of uh, interest and it's it's just hard to find <laughs> time to dedicate to all of them in one oh, yeah. given day. So I think one of the biggest things going forward for everyone especially if you're young watching this or listening to this is learn how to manage your time effectively because it gets harder and harder it's and the harder. most valuable thing in your life yeah. your time for yeah. sure okay what are, what's your favorite thing to, to eat uh pretty much everything my grandmother's cooking uh is, is unbeatable uh she's like a traditional southern cook but i love pizza and sushi and like if I have a go-to like cheat meal or I'm gonna binge out eating it's gonna be probably like sushi or dads I can't I cannot not shout out dads I love dads so much I always have uh, since I since I was introduced it uh, in my first semester at UK 
So if I could, if I had, if I was on death row, I'm getting dads. Really? I'm getting everything on the I do. I love dads yeah. too. What's your favorite thing your grandmother cooks? Oh man, she makes this thing called mozzarella roll, uh, which I, at Christmas once a year on New Year's Eve, and it's uh, meatloaf, which I hate. I hate meatloaf, but it's like beef, whatever. I love And it's got mozzarella in the middle of it, and it's got like tomato sauce on top, and like portobello mushrooms. And like on paper, it doesn't sound that good, but good God, she's such a oh, good like, cook. It's so I bet good. It's amazing. Yeah. So, what's your favorite movie? Forrest Gump, hands down. Can can be beaten with like any run of the mill football movie, probably in second. Good Will Hunting is a good one too. What's your favorite football movie? I mean, it can't be anything other than Remember the Titans, yeah. but you know, I mean, I love Blindside, Waterboy, The Replacements, all of it. Yeah. All of it. I consider Forrest Gump a football movie. In a, in a, yeah, in a it is. Bit. It is so, in a way. Forrest yeah. Gump is that perfect movie, the combination of everything. Yeah. You know, it's got a little bit of football. It's got a little bit of like war. It's got a little bit of great, great soundtrack and a historical. Yeah. I just love it. I love. I don't have a Forrest Gump shirt yet, like vintage one, but yeah. I, I've been looking for one for a while. Yeah, and I love I love football movies too. And Forrest Gump obviously is a classic. So the best one of the best soundtracks. Oh ever. yeah, unbelievable. So. Well, John, man, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it there, brother. I yeah. appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank of you. of course, of course. I'll take care. Thanks for watching. So I hope everybody enjoyed episode number 14 with my buddy John at Deadstock Redraft. You know, these PSAs are great, and John's was no different. It was very simple. Just do what makes you happy. Find what it is, invest in it, whether it's something you wear or something you listen to. Just find that happiness and invest in it. You know, I've been a believer always that if you can bring happiness to other people, you truly will find pure happiness as well. One of the other things is, you know, I knew a little bit about the Grateful Dead, but John's knowledge of the Grateful Dead is amazing. And the stories that he told about the t-shirts and kind of the meaning behind them and the significance to them was just amazing. And it kind of gave me a whole different viewpoint of the Grateful Dead and a lot more respect for the t-shirts and the creativity that goes behind them. So I'll leave you all with that. I hope everybody's doing well and I hope everybody is healthy. And um, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Again, go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. Follow us on Apple and Spotify Podcasts, and um, I'll see you next week. Ah!